Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there. I'm I'm sitting over here in a celebratory mood because I went five and zero on my state semifinal picks last night. No one cares. <laughs> sitting over there, <laughs> understandably mourning the loss of her beloved Lano Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Everyone, say a prayer. Hold a thought for today. <laughs> Thanks. Prayers um, up. We were. I will tell you. So. Uh, Lano took like a 7-6 lead, I want to say, right? Did mm-hmm. I have that right? Yes. Because Hallettsville scored, scored first, missed the extra point. Missed the extra point. Lano comes down, gets a long touchdown run away from Case Kirkendall. Long touchdown run from Case Kirkendall. Kicks the extra point. They're up 7-6. to six. Pickles in the slack going nuts. Oh, yeah. Nuts. And it's been, I don't know, it's been a while since we had, you know, uh, I, I hope you guys know that we don't let it affect our coverage, but it's been a minute since we've had a t- like any sort of like skin in the game, like we've had yeah. a team that like w- we have an alumnus from, because like Capel hasn't done much lately. No, Mainer. Last- Mainer, that's right. We had Mainer last year, and Ish was going nuts over Mainer. Um, but uh, steps from Everman, Everman, Everman. I mean, I would have loved to have been around when Everman was really really cooking. good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, you know, so it was, I don't know. It was, it was it was fun. It was fun to look at a game through through like a different perspective and have like a have like somebody that you know pickles not going to hide her colors. It's like she, she no she, yeah she, she bleeds the black and orange yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was, was fun for me to be able to watch a Lano game because that's yeah. technically I went to the San Saba game, but I was working, so I was yeah. definitely not being objective. You know, right. um, but that's the first game all season because they always play on Fridays yeah. and I'm always working, so that was cool for me. Uh yeah, we today is um Friday, December eleventh, twenty twenty. I forgot. I don't, yeah. Three hundred and forty nine <laughs> days until Thanksgiving, episode one thousand and eighty four. One thousand eighty four. It is the Pedro Valdez episode. Pedro Valdez, thirty games in two thousand four. Your beloved Texas Rangers. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh uh 
Message Tech's Football Player of the Week, and then we're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then we're talking with Craig Way. We got Craig Way at, tw- at twelve ten. We're going to keep him for about ten minutes. So if you got questions for Craig, uh, hit the text line nine seven two five three two six 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 five nine seven two five damn okay nine seven two five three two monk or numbers numbers. <laughs> That's just a lot of numbers. Oh, sorry. Uh, so text uh, text that if you have questions for Craig. And then we're doing Mailbag Friday after that. So then I will go for another 20 minutes or so. Um, so if you got questions specifically for Craig, try to indicate it's like for Craig. You know, but I mean, I'll ask. I'll, I'll answer whatever. I have a good got. fun question for Craig, too, because we never good. get like a fun question yes. out of Craig. Um, so we will break all that down. Uh, so if you got questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Etc. Hit us up in the comments. That's fine. If you'll notice, I'm not wearing like a dumb T-shirt. Normally, I would wear my today. Uh, so tomorrow is uh, Beat Navy Day. Yes. Tomorrow's Army Navy. We support the troops here. <laughs> Go Army Beat Navy. Uh, I was going to wear my Beat Navy shirt, and I actually I put it on this morning. Uh huh. And then I realized, oh crap! I have to shoot <laughs> four preview videos because I did the one A division, the one A and the two A games. Those preview pick uh, videos are recorded. They are getting edited by Pickle. Uh, right now, actually. Do it right now. Currently. Do it right now. Yeah. I'm, do it right now. I'm, I'm already stop, on it. Stop. Do it. Stop, yeah. stop what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. Like, the computer shuts down. <laughs> She's like, okay, you just asked for it. All right. Let's do this. For the final time this week, this year. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We will leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com. Voting goes all the way until noon on Friday. The fi- this is the final week, and the voting is closed. And so, we have a winner. Your Week 15 and final Mr. Woo-hoo. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Dripping Springs wide receiver Cameron O'Bannon. He caught 15 passes. Let me find it real quick. Yes, he caught, uh, I'm sorry, 12 passes for 410 yards. That's third most all-time in UIL 11-man history. And six touchdowns receiving for Dripping Springs. Congratulations to all the nominees. Jim Ned running back Xavier Wishart. Gunner quarterback Hudson Grimm. Allen wide receiver Blaine Green. Frisco Independence quarterback Braylon Braxton. Conroe Grand Oaks running back Micah Cooper. San Antonio Southwest running back Andre Mitchell. Port Arthur Memorial quarterback Jamar Sanders. Round Rock running back Israel Morgan. And Sherilyn Pioneer quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger. But a very special congratulations to the Week 15 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Dripping Springs wide receiver Cameron O'Bannon. Very well-deserved young man. Finally, Pickle, last one of these two. Yeehaw! Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of our their teams. Each uh, week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The voting is closed on Twitter, and we have a winner. Your Week 15 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Donna, defensive quarterback, or defensive coordinator, rather, <laughs> Danny Salinas. I'm used to saying quarterback. Defensive, defensive quarterback. Co- that'd be weird. Oh, you know, like a linebacker or yeah, safety, okay, something. Okay. 
Donna, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Now you got me in my own head. Danny Salinas. Donna's defense stood tall in their season finale, holding Brownsville Veterans Memorial down in a 16-7 win. Congratulations to all the nominees. Saginaw Boswell, defensive coordinator. Todd Davis, Austin LBJ, offensive coordinator Omasha Brantley, and Gunner, offensive coordinator Tim Wiley. But a very special congratulations to the Week 15 Mr. Texas, I'm sorry, Darian Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. I'm, boy, heads everywhere right now. Donna, defensive quarterback. Oh my god. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't do mailbag. I'm just gonna just gibberish. Donna, defensive coordinator, Danny Salinas, very well deserved. Okay. Guess what, Pickle? Now we get to record this again after the show. Yeah. To clip it for the for the for the sponsor. I'm uh, telling you right now. Anyway, thanks very much to the Texas Bowl uh, for sponsoring Mr. Texas Football, and thanks very much to uh, uh, Dairy, Dairy Max. Max, built by Chocolate Milk. Drink chocolate milk uh, for I sponsoring the milk. Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. <laughs> defensive quarterback That's good. i need you i need you tonight oh yeah on fox sports southwest mm-hmm. finding a way to put in defensive quarterback into one of your analysis like like you said you could call a linebacker a quarterback he's like defense. a defensive quarterback out there I'll, yeah okay. i right. need that that'll be an easter egg for like y'all. i know a lot of broadcasters that do that especially play-by-play guys where they'll oh. have people text in words oh. trying to like oh wait, wait 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 are you referring to the phrase the pace yeah. Trust me, I do the phrase of pain with my friends. <laughs> Don't worry. There's a big reason. Like last year, last year I did that every week with a group of friends. I was like, "All right, what's the phrase that pays?" It's- <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> and there were some, there were definitely some 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 oddities and stuff like that. But I had to work them in. So anyway, all right, we're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Scratching our eyes, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. It's texasfootball.com slash subscribe. All righty. We sent an email to my boss here in a minute. Okay. We are reminder to watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight for five hours of live Texas high school football coverage. Football Friday kicks off at 8 o'clock, 8 to 11, and then 11 to 1. It is high school scoreboard live. And one of those hosts of high school scoreboard live, whose weekend suddenly freed up, we are joined <laughs> by the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, at least ostensibly. I mean, I don't know. He's not calling the game this weekend, uh, at least from the football perspective. Uh, you also hear him on the horn in Austin uh, every morning. He is Craig Way. Craig, first and foremost, I'll give you an opportunity to uh, to give your condolences to Pickle for her fighting her fighting Yellow Jackets. <laughs> yeah, well, I was referring to them as the fighting Pickles last mm. night because they did. They, they, they put up quite a fight. That just too much Mr. Brooks for them. But, you know, uh, to your question – about, uh, you know, your question about uh, the weekend freeing up. It already freed up this morning when I took my dog to the groomer and when I took the dog to the groomer, and I just told Ashley this, in the parking lot, I saw her future vehicle. It is a lime green Jeep. And on the front of the Jeep, on on the side panels right near the front, painted in black lettering were the words, 
pickle juice. <gasps> You'll so, love to see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the photo. I'm can, gonna send you the photo. Can we get that like sp- sponsored or something, Ooh, and then I can see, have now, a free vehicle? That, have, like, let's replace the swag wagon with some pickle with juice. The pickle juice. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, That'll be it, Craig Way. We're we're here talking with you, uh, uh, kind of in the I guess in the middle of the state semifinal round for four A and four A three A and two A. Um, I am I am interested in your overall maybe takeaways from what you saw last night, specifically in the in in I'll I'll open it up to anything you want to talk about. There were six A and five A playoff games last night as well, but my focus last night, I think yours was as well, was on the state semifinals that we saw in four A and below. What were your overall takeaways from what you saw uh, last night? The the two that stood out to me were the uh, as as you pointed out on on uh, a Twitter that I, what I've referred to the rock fight that happened between Winthorst and, 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 uh, and Wellington. So you had, you had that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then the other, the other thing uh, that you would have with the, uh, with Mr. Brooks performance uh, in Georgetown last night, where he was literally at times a one man wrecking crew. When you consider that he rushed for over 300 yards scored six rushing touchdowns, had two interceptions, one was a pick six, punted for over a 40-yard average, and also when the fighting pickles pulled within 40 to 28 when Lana was there and tried the onside kick, and they got a good bounce and went off one of the Bramas, one another Hallettsville player soaring through the air to pull it down and save the possession for Hallettsville. Yes, it was Jonathan Brooks. He did a little bit. No, he did more than a little bit of everything. He did. He did everything last night for them. It was. It was rather remarkable uh, what we saw last night. Uh, we will get to your questions. If you got some questions for for Craig, Craig Way, hit us up on the text line nine seven two five three two six 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 five. But uh, Craig, I want to ask you maybe about six A and five A. Uh, as now, you know, we sure. had we had some games last night, including by the way, Fort and Marshall got a big scare from Port Nature's Groves. Tombo Memorial got a big scare from Upstart Cy Park. Uh, but but overall, relatively chalky uh, on a Thursday night in the first round of the six A and five A playoffs. I think as you would probably imagine so now all eyes turn to the remainder of the games in 6a and 5a um which ones particularly catch your eye i would bet that there is one in maybe your neck of the woods between say an rr and an lt that has your interest yeah uh and and i know it's got yours as well uh but for, for a variety of reasons this lake travis round rock game has a lot of folks buzzing and uh, uh, and it's it, and the reasons are Lake Travis hadn't played a game in three weeks or a month. They're six and zero. Uh, and 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 here's your weird factoid uh, that that I've got to thinking about talking about. How often, Tep, do you see an undefeated team and a top five in your rankings unbeaten team as a runner-up, a two seed out of their district? The answer is never. Because, you know, you wouldn't have it unless you had, like, in the other old days of a tie or, where you had that happen and where you would go in uh, as co-champs and teams were unbeaten. But unbeaten, untied team as a two-seed, you wouldn't have that because the team they would have lost to in district play, you know, would have would have been uh, would have been obviously the one seed. Or if you had beaten them, you'd be the, the one seed. So that's the rare fact that happens about that. But because this is 2020 being what it is, so you have that, and you have a matchup against a Round Rock team 
that has played really well pretty much all season, but especially in the last four weeks of the season. They've been incredibly impressive to watch. Defense has been somewhat suffocating at times. Offense has been explosive. Izzy Morgan has been tremendous for them all over the field. And the game is at home. Now, you know, as, as I've talked to a lot of coaches about, that doesn't mean nearly as much at the high school level as it does at the college and pro level, and especially this year when uh, fan attendance has been limited. Not only that, if you go back, and it seems like years ago, but when the season began at the end of September, Lake Travis actually opened its season in that facility when they beat Westwood in a non-district game. Hank Carter told me this week, we know that facility. It's, it, it's fine. We're good with that. But it's got a lot of intrigue, I would say, given all of that. And uh, Lake Travis will have Bo Edmondson back at quarterback. So you've got all of that happening. Uh, so I, I think it does capture a lot of imagination uh, from folks who perhaps are looking at schools that are really, really good and then saying which schools should be on upset alert. Maybe Lake Travis. Talking with Craig Way, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. So we don't normally have you on on Friday, but Friday is when we open up the mailbag and ask questions. So we left it up to the to the goons in the comments <laughs> to ask you some questions, and apparently uh, they've come through. Pickle, do we have any questions for the Hall of Famer? Be nice. <laughs> yeah, these people are ruthless. Um, some uh, Brent Homan asked, he said, Craig, did you always want to be an announcer? When was the aha moment if that wasn't always in the plans? 14. When hmm. I was 14, uh, when I, when I um, grew up in North Carolina and I was a very fast, pretty good fielding outfielder who couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. Uh, I knew that my baseball days were, were limited on that, wasn't big enough or strong enough to play football, but I loved it. Uh, but uh, I was very fortunate in that the middle school, and we call them junior highs there in North Carolina, uh, the junior high school was seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, even though your ninth grade academic record counted, obviously, on your high school record. But the way they split it up was seven, eight, nine, just like we see, you know, ninth grade campuses and a lot of schools across the state in Texas. But they had their own closed-circuit television studio where they put on a live news show in the home room. We had 1,600 students in that junior high, and I auditioned for it and got the sports anchor job for it when I was 14. And so I kind of got hooked on it then and did a sports cast with a with – a, uh, we had a live newscast in every homeroom beamed on closed-circuit television – to our 1,600 students every morning. And then I got my first play-by-play experience off of that because we did the – we televised live the homeroom basketball championship, the homeroom basketball tournament. And I got to call the championship game between Miss Unger's homeroom against yeah. uh, Mr. Busick's homeroom. Mr. Busick's team dominated that one. They won it, I think, 23-11. to 11. And so that's when my play-by-play – uh, lust really started at that point. Yeah, that's uh, that. That sounds about right. I can I can see that. I, yeah, and and, and, and yeah. I, I imagine you kept uh, meticulous stats during that game as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was, sure we probably did, but we had a three camera shoot, black and white television, oh. but it was live play by play. I sat on the stage next to the band and 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 called it from that which reminded it wasn't that much unlike when i was doing high school basketball games when i was in college at north texas and i'd do era and Lindsay 
say, on the stage in the old Quonset Hut gym and era. So that's where I kind of cut my teeth on those things and, and cut my football playoff teeth doing Pilot Point in the early 80s during G.A. Moore's, uh, one of his earlier dynasties. Uh, finally, Pickle, I think we have one more question or, or yes. two more questions. Let me pull this up real fast on the right. text line here. But a, a more fun question. We're not doing a football question here. What character from a TV show or movie best represents you? Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a thing. Uh, uh, the answer might be somewhere between Kramer and Barney Fife. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I'd have to think about that. It's, uh, you know, and I'd probably, uh, or, or, or Cliff, uh, Cliff Clavin from, uh, from Friends, you know, since I could just crank out all sorts of absolutely meaningless, worthless, drivelous trivial information like cliff used to be able to do so maybe like cliff clavin it, it would probably be something like that i'll throw one out there and maybe it's because it's in it's in the holiday i'm in the holiday mood mm-hmm. here but uh but yeah. uh i will i'll also throw out there a little bit of clark griswold Ooh, i think there's some clark griswold yeah. in Craigway. <laughs> oh yeah you can ask my family about that yeah i've, I've got some of that in me as well i've I've been hit by a stray board or two up in the attic trying to stash Christmas <laughs> gifts. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say I, that's a good call on that tip. Yeah, Clark Griswold for sure. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas <laughs> High School Football Hall of Famer. You can see him tonight, 11 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest on the Emmy Award-winning High School Scoreboard Live. Craig, I will see you tonight whether you like it or not. Let's get signed up for the Jelly of the Month Club. It's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving the whole year through. Thanks, Craig. See you Good night. There he goes. Yep. Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, usually joins us Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesdays. But we, uh, we had to bump him for a variety of reasons. But uh, glad we got to get some uh, – we never get to ask – we never get our, our fans to ask him questions. So yeah. We were able to, to Very knock cool. that out. So appreciate the Hall of Famer. LP's going to love that uh, the Clark Griswold idea. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right. It's Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, Pickles Morning of her beloved jackets. It's a tough day in, in Atlanta. Tough day in the Hill Country. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's okay. Great season for Lano. They just ran, they ran into an alien. They ran into Jonathan yeah. Brooks. It you know. All right. So if you have questions, get in the text line, 972-532-6665, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Does anybody have any questions about anything, Pickle? Yeah, the first one was, uh, what does my shirt say today? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It says, uh, instead of gifts, I'm giving everyone my opinion, which I thought was very, very good for Mailbag Friday. That's why I saved it for Mailbag Friday, because the whole point of today is to give people our opinions. I thought this one through. That is, I don't know if I've ever seen a shirt that more perfectly encapsulates somebody <laughs> than Ashley Pickle wearing a Christmas sweater about giving her opinion. It's just, that's that. Listen. Tick, 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 tick. Ticks all the boxes. Really thought it was perfect for today. Uh-huh. All right. What kind of other questions do we have? Okay. Um. Let's see. What are your thoughts about uh, the rock fight? Oh. Winthorst and Wellington. Winthorst and Wellington. So I did pick – I'll be honest. I picked Winthorst in that game. Mm-hmm. I had switched – I switched my pick at the last minute. I was going into that game, going into that game – 
pretty much all week thinking I'm going to take Wellington. Thinking, you know what, Mark Ramirez, their offense has really started to hum and stuff like that. You got to give Winthor Stephens a ton of credit. That's that's awfully impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, you know, there I think there was a notion. There there was a um I think that there was maybe some thought that Winthorst had lucked out because um because Munster beat Hamlin. And so they didn't have to go through Hamlin, Hamlin who had already beaten Winthorst early in the season. Uh I don't view it that way. Uh, I don't view it that way. I thought that I thought that what you saw from Winthorst was a legit, strong, ferocious, really, really physical defense. And going into the game, like it was one of those things that, like my priors uh, in this game were okay. You know what? Uh, Wellington's Wellington's got too much offense. Or defense has been very good. And Region One, in my opinion, is a little bit deeper and stronger than Region Two. And so, as a result, I was going to take Wellington. Mm-hmm. But the more I dove into the game, and I'm not trying to kiss my own butt here, but more I dove into the game, I'm like, man, I think Winthorpe's defense is going to be problematic for for Wellington. I really thought mm-hmm. that. I did think I thought they'd be able to score. I thought I, I was looking at something like twenty-one twenty or something like that, some real close, low-scoring game. But instead, we got seven nothing, scoreless at halftime, and then Winthorpe comes up with big plays. And look, they got playmakers, right? Uh, quarterback Cy Belcher uh, is 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 a playmaker. Uh, his cousin Ethan Belcher, their running back, is a playmaker, uh, and they were able to grind out one drive and, and then make play make it stand up. It was awfully impressive. Uh, and yeah, Winthorpe is is to be feared. I mean, that's a team that's legit. Now look, they get Mart next week, mm-hmm. and Mart's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Mart's a different animal. Uh, Mart will have speed that Winthorpe simply has never seen. Yeah. Uh, but that said, look, Winthorpe ain't afraid of anybody. And mm-hmm. and I think that you've seen that the past couple of weeks, uh, Winthorpe is is a team to be reckoned with, and certainly deserving of being there at state at the state championship game. And and yeah, you know, look, like in I was watching that game last night, and, and at, or as that game went final, I was like, man, you were this close to taking Wellington too. Like it, it was yep. just it was one of those things that I went back and forth on uh, there. But it, you know, look, it 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 was an awfully impressive win for uh, for those mighty Trojans. Absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of this question here. Um, I'm biggest, a big fan of it too. Yeah. Biggest upset potential this weekend. And I really, really think, like, I think we automatically go to, like, oh, if Carthage lost or, you know, something like that. But I really think that this is the perfect question to bring in some 5 and 6A talk mm-hmm. for the sole reason that these are games that you're okay. expecting, like, Alito to get passed by district. So here are teams. Here are teams that are underdogs according to the computer. Mm-hmm. In the 6A and 5A ranks. Because, yeah, look, Wimberley over Carthage would represent a pretty big upset. I don't see that happening. Right. But I, you know, that that would be represent a pretty big upset. Right. But it's still to the point when you get to the state semifinals, yeah. there's you're not a good really, team there's regardless. There's really upsets, uh-uh. I would say. Um, here are some games that I have my eye on, okay? Um, uh, Umbla Tascacita is favored by 10 points over... Pasadena Doby, unbeaten Pasadena Doby. I think Doby's got an awesome shot in that. They're undefeated. Yeah. Coach Kevin Bernith, he's done a great job with them. I look at them as potential uh, upset, a little bit of an upset. Um, so technically, undefeated Lake Highlands is a five-point underdog to South Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lake Highlands is a 
a, a more than more than capable shot of winning that game. That's one that I would keep an eye on uh, there. Other ones that catch my eye. Let me see if I can scroll through and find any more. Um, yeah, okay. The Woodlands College Park and... Uh, where was that game last night? I don't want to speak out of turn. That game might have been last night, and I'd be just be talking about Mobile Um, which is I want to do. Um, okay, here's another one. This is in the six, uh, the the, uh, the the five A ranks. I would keep an eye, just an eye, mm-hmm. on Mansfield Summit and Abilene Cooper. Abilene Cooper is yep. a really good team. I like Abilene Cooper a lot, and I think they've got a great shot to make a run there in five A Division One, Region One. But they have a very, very tough matchup with um, uh, with Mansfield Summit. Mansfield Summit is a team that's better than a record indicates. That is a team that I think has a lot of athletes that are going to be able to get out and run. And for Abilene Cooper, they've got to make sure they mitigate their speed. Those are a few that, that kind of spring to mind as far as upsets are concerned uh, that I've got my eye on. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. done. What's next? Um, up next, let's go. Let's stay in the big schools and go to the region of Doom. Who is the most underdog team in five A Division One Region Two? The most underdog, yeah. As in, so the team that I would be most surprised if they won the region, five A Division One Region Two. Um, I mean, the thing is, five A Division One Region Two is ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, I. Th- uh, I think the way so to like look Brian Adams. Yeah, like <laughs> Brian Adams has Denton Ryan tonight and it's like they're probably not going to win that game. I think the Do you mean like do you mean like of the maybe the ranked teams? Yeah, either that contenders? or I think that the other way you could look at it is a team like like when you go to the bottom part of that region and you see Magnolia it's one of those oh. things where it's like Oh, I think Magnolia's a super sleeper. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think that this question, we could focus more on that of saying, look, I think that they have, I think they can beat McKinney North tonight. Mm -hmm. I think that they could beat Frisco Lone Star and they could get Mm -hmm. all the way to a regional semis and then they would probably be up against what? Highland Highland Park. Park. And it's like, you know what? Like, if you want to talk about the biggest sleeper that everyone's going to see, Lancaster, Denton Ryan, all of those. I think Magnolia's super sleeper. Look, I'll throw this out there. I also think it's it's weird to say this about a team that's ranked third in the state, but I think (laughs) Lancaster's a sleeper. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Part of that is that they haven't played anybody, and that's mm-hmm. through no fault of their own. They were thrust into a really just pretty lackluster, dismal yeah. district, right? Like the second best team in that district was Woodrow Wilson, um, who lost fifty-eight to ten last night to Frisco Independence. Mm-hmm. But Lancaster, like they're a mystery box because I think there is a, a certain segment of people who might write Lancaster off as saying, "Oh, well, they're just a product." Like, yeah, they're undefeated, but they're a product of playing a rough Bru- schedule. Yeah. Well, they played Grapevine last week or a couple of weeks ago in a game that they threw together at the last minute when they had an upset, and they beat them by forty. And Grapevine's not a trash team. No, no, Grapevine's really not. a playoff team. In fact, did Grapevine win last night? Um, uh, I believe so. Grapevine, yeah, Grapevine. Well, they beat Fourth White in the playoffs, but or, or, or no, they. I'm sorry, they get. Um, uh, Abilene Wiley tonight. Uh, but that is, like, Grapevine's not a bad team. And Lancaster went out there and rolled them. So, Lancaster is a, the weird third-ranked, yet somehow underrated. But it's part of it is because they're third-ranked in the state. And also, by the way, they're third-ranked in the in their region. 
You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. It's 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 such a strange situation. But I look at um great or I look at Lancaster maybe as one of those underrated teams. Mm-hmm. What's next, pickle? Got a few more. Um, let's go with. So where did it go? It was about San Antonio. Um, oh, yeah. Curious about y'all's thoughts on big San Antonio schools uh, not consistently making state runs lately. It says, is it just too watered down there? Yes. I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'd love to do a whole segment on this in the offseason. Yeah. But I'll give you a quick preview here in in 30 seconds. San Antonio, because of the structure of the school districts and because of the number of schools in those school districts mm-hmm. is not conducive to a super school. It mm-hmm. is not. Um, and the problem is that those schools are, if you were to combine the best players in San Antonio onto one or two teams, those teams would be incredible. Oh yeah. But the problem is that you have all of this talent down there in San Antonio that are spread out among like, 40 teams Mm -hmm. and it just like and so you have teams that have amazing offensive linemen but their defense just isn't that good yeah or you've got teams that's got an incredible quarterback but their but their their offensive line can't hold up Mm -hmm. or you've got teams that have an incredible wide receiver core but they have no quarterback that's the problem watered down was a perfect way to put i don't remember who said it but watered down was just too diluted Mm -hmm. it's too it's too and i i mean you see a perfect example like the reason that I actually think Converse Judson's got a great shot this year to make a run is because they dropped because of the opening of San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Here's what I mean by that. That is in the Judson ISD, San Antonio mm-hmm. Vets. They drew kids from Judson. As a result, Judson's enrollment dropped, so they're in 6A Division II. 6A Division One, guys, I just hate to say it, but like Lake Travis and Lake Travis, and if they were to run to Westlake mm-hmm. in, in there, um, they just have their number. Like they just have their number. Those are you know better teams that are one school districts that are able to con- compile all of their talent into one district or into one school. San Antonio doesn't have that advantage, so you have to balance. A, we have too many schools, uh, but they're all big enough to be at the at the high levels. Like the reason you saw San Antonio Wagner, San Antonio Wagner was a perfect example of catch, catching lightning in a bottle for the Thunderbirds. Ha! Huh. The in that they were in the right bracket in five A Division one, they had the right amount of kids. Their enrollment immediately went up, basically right after real, real, uh, realignment. And as a result, they were able to play two years at the 5A Division One level fundamentally with 6A enrollment. And that's what they have to do because it's so diluted down there. I'd love to do a whole segment on this in the offseason because it is a really interesting topic. And I know there's a ton of fans down there in San Antonio who are asking the same question. Why aren't we seeing these teams make deep runs? I really think we have reached a critical mass down there in the San Antonio area where there are so many schools that it just spreads the talent out too much. All right. How about your thoughts on PNG giving Fort Bend Marshall a score Marshall overrated or PNG that good? I think PNG is a pretty good team. I think they're I'm un- putting you on the spot. I think, on they're, this I, think one. They're, I think they're an underrated team. Um, I think they're uh, I think they're a very underrated team actually, and I think that what you saw last night is um a ref- a reflection of a team that. You know, is probably better than their five and five record indicate. Excuse me, five and five record indicates. I think I've got the hiccups. But this is a team. Here is here is what I am concerned about, and I want to dig into it. I didn't see the game. I didn't pay almost. It's on. It's actually on Texan. It was on Texan Live, so I can go back and watch the film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here is first of all, I think PNG went into this, and and, and I think that they're they're very well coached. Um, I think that um, you know, I think that Coach Faircloth does a great job with them down there and, and with PNG. So I want to make sure I give credit where it's due because I think that they they they're not some lunch meat team. That is a bit of a red flag for me for the Marshall offense because mm-hmm. this was a PNG defense that got shredded this year. Okay, this was not uh, Coach Faircloth would tell you that this was a team that had to outscore teams. They had to go out there and 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 run it up. And there is a very easy way to look at this, and maybe it's a maybe it's a all too simplistic way of looking at it. But you can say, oh. Port or Port Nature's Groves represents the best team that Fort Bend Marshall has played this year, which is true. And they needed like a fourth quarter rally to win 21-14. A little bit of a red flag, especially considering that region I think is better. And, you know, I think that was one thing that was really interesting when we were doing our regional picks there in um, it, when we were doing our playoff picks. One thing I thought was interesting is that nobody picked the two-time defending regional champion and the two-time defending um, state runner-up to mm-hmm. get, make it out of their region. But I think that it's because you see Huntsville, you see Texas High, to mm-hmm. a certain extent you see Crosby, and they look like they're a little bit more battle-tested. Like, they're a team. I think right now, we just don't know a ton about Fort Bend Marshall, and we learned more last night, and it wasn't necessarily stuff you put in the contender column. Now, look, it's also entirely possible, I want to throw this out there, I think it's also entirely possible that they just came out flat, and they just played a bad game, and they're going to wake up next week, and they're going to roll, I don't know who they're playing next week, but um, right. But they could they could wake up and roll. And James Williams, by the way, I think he won his 100th game last night, so or 200th game last night, so congratulations to Williams. Um but I think there's a possibility they wake up and roll. Um, but last night definitely sent off some sirens in my head for, for Fort Bend Marshall. All right, let's do two more. Two more? All right. Let's go with um, what are your thoughts on El Paso Eastwood and Abilene High? Well, Here is what I will say about this. Are they even playing still? Yeah, they are. Okay. Eastwood Passer. East, uh, in fact, Coach Lopez tweeted today. He was like, all the results came back. We're, we're heading there. We're going to the game. Beautiful. Um, so the game is on. Um, a lot of this comes down to the Abilene offense, which has at times been a little bit stuck in the mud. If they have a good offensive game, then and they'll need it against, I think, a good East Eastwood defense. Um, a lot of this comes down to whether or not the Eastwood defense is for real. The, all the El Paso teams are a bit of mystery because we really have no comparison for them outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only played teams from El Paso for, I think, obvious reasons. Um, this is their first taste of a team outside of El Paso. I will also just say that I think Abilene's certainly good enough to win this game. In fact, the computer, I think, has them as like a slight favorite. Mm, basically, nobody in El Paso wraps themselves in the El Paso flag more than Julio Lopez mm-hmm. at Eastwood. And there will not be a motivation problem on the El- on the Eastwood side. No, not at all. He is going to have his boys fired up and he's going to have his troopers ready to roll because of b- because this is he he I don't want to, you know, 
I don't want to say that he he goes out there and does the does the bulletin board material and stuff like this, but what I will say is I think I think he has a knack for tapping into that us against the world mentality. And I think that I think he's going to have his boys ready to roll. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who I took. <laughs> Quite frankly, I might have taken Abilene, but Eastwood mm-hmm. is certainly a team that is to be reckoned with and I think is a team that is not going to be afraid of anybody. No, so, that pride goes a long, goes a long way, way in so the playoffs. That's one thing that I've got my eye on. Um, in that game, hold on, I can tell you where it is. I can tell you they're going to yell at me in the comments because they're going to get there before I am. Um, they are – that game – no, where is it? You dumb dumb? Real fast while you're looking that up to the uh, Chris Tucker that just asked, will games be played Christmas weekend? The answer to that is yes. They will yeah. be played on the uh, 24th and 26th. No games on Christmas Day. That's just a quick side note. No, I don't I don't know. I'm going to look up the, the, where the game is. Anyway, yes. There are no games on next Friday. There, oh, I'm sorry, two weeks from Friday, which is Christmas Day. Yeah. But there will be games on Christmas Eve and pres- presumably on Christmas Eve and on presumably the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But the UIL has said no games on Christmas for reasons I'm sure you can understand. Yes. Um, all right, let's do one more. One more. You're going to like this one. Am I? Yes. You always say that, and I very rarely do. I'm kidding. Here we go. If you could compare the Canadian Gunner series to mm. a movie franchise, what would mm. it be? Mm. That's a that's right up your wheelhouse. I mean, look. What has five movies Rocky. in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <sighs> Just a hard. Yeah, movie. but this is this is weird because like so Gunner wins the first two. Yeah. Rocky lost in the first. Spoiler alert for a movie that's forty years old. Uh, How dare you? Rocky loses in the first one, (laughs) wins in the second one, uh, wins in the third, beats Ivan Drago in the fourth, and then he the fifth one stinks. Um, Rocky's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess that's the first one that comes to mind. Maybe The Fast and the Furious. Okay. Um, I would say that, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. Oof. I think that's where I would I would go there with that. There you go. How that? Um, yeah, uh, I think that. By the way, let me um, close out this. Uh, Abilene is playing. Uh, that's in Fort Stockton on Saturday. Um, they're playing Eastwood. I would say, yeah, I'm gonna go with Fast and the Furious. A um, lot of speed. Teams that know each other really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Just ready to go out there and cause some fireworks. Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Street racing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with it's the Fast and the Furious. Um in that it's usually decided by a very narrow margin and uh yeah. And everyone's trying to soup up their own team all year long <laughs> yeah. for the big just race. Re- just out there like absolutely revving the engines. Revving. <laughs> there you go. Alright, that's 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 yeah, Fast and Furious. Do you have one more? I got time for one more if you got one more. Unless you don't. If Forrest Gump was from Texas, what town would he be from? Ooh. I just kept running. <laughs> Who? Fast. He is, he is uh, Rod Ralph Freeman. He just keeps running. <laughs> he just goes. He never stops. Silsby. Okay. Very fast. Uh-huh. Like the the accent plays. Yeah. You gotta get out of Southeast there for that. Um, Six to say. Very fast. <laughs> Long view. Great effort. Yeah. Silsby. He's, he's Coach John King's, like, 
ideal player. <laughs> well, Coach, I just kept running. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Uh, a programming note. Next week, we have a show Monday, mm-hmm. and then we're done for the week because yeah. we'll be a little bit busy. So there's that. But keep an eye out Sunday, texasfootball.com for mm-hmm. our mega-sized state championship preview. And just warning you, we will probably talk very little 5 and 6A, like we are heading into actual state championships, so be prepared. We'll, we have four more weeks of time to talk about big school. <laughs> Thanks to the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.